Hey, what up? This is your boy, Blurred Vision. And your girl, Mixed Girl Man. From Blurred Comics. And we have known each other since we were kids, and we've been talking about comics and mixedness for as long as we can remember. And we decided one day we were funny enough to put together a podcast. You know, because, I mean, we, we needed to put our voices out there, have it heard. And I think the best place that we came to, to to figure it all out was with Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, and you can use it right from your phone or computer. It has the creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds super good. I mean, they'll even distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Stitcher. All, all, the, all of them. All I mean, of them. you know, what's really good is that you can actually even make a little bit of dough. <laughs> all you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and tell them Blurred Comics sent you. Yeah, let them know. This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurreds. It is your boy, Shidi Ada Shanbe. Uh, <laughs> We are going to be we're going to be talking about uh, Watchmen and the Good Place. So that's why my name is that. That's a whole bunch of mishmashing going yeah. on. I didn't even prepare my name today. He always got to prepare it. Come on, girl. I'm sorry. And we are joined like, today uh, by my favorite and the top thigh meat inspector in the game. Mm-hmm. Stephanie from Mocha Minutes Podcast. Yeah, you can call me Mocha Shellstrop. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. All right. So we got got a couple things we got to squeeze in. We have had an up and down opening to 2020. We haven't been able to be consistent, partially because of schedule and partially because I spilled soda on my laptop. So, yeah. So we got to try to squeeze in a conversation about Watchmen and The Good Place. So Stephanie didn't watch Watchmen until after everybody else had watched Watchmen. So I got to watch Stephanie watch Watchmen via Twitter. (laughs) And it was my favorite thing. (laughs) She was inspecting them the meats. The meats. I just thigh meats this time. 
Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was meated up. So, you know, the concept about when we were mostly a newspaper based society, we had a concept called below the fold, which was anything that went below the fold, you know, you had to make sure you placed the newspaper a certain way so that it folded correctly, right? Homeboy went below the fold. Did, yeah, was the, did. Was the head, because no, it looked like the head was below the fold. That's what I'm like, saying. It you could went, see the whole shit, but except the head. Hey. It went below the fold. As <laughs> um, one thing I do respect about Watchmen, uh, so ha- how many of us have read The Watchmen? I have. Yeah. All right. So the Watchmen, written by Alan Moore, is well, okay. It has its problems. Alan Moore himself has problems. So it's one of those books that's really co- uh, controversial for folks. Some mm-hmm. people are really excited about the storyline. Some people identify the problematic aspects of it. There's a lot of you know, misogyny and racism and shit like that. And then also Al Moore's got some issues, which we could do a whole episode on. I'm not going to really get too far into him. But it's one of those things that is somewhat beloved in its cult following and somewhat in a thing of, like, once you realize someone is trash, are you allowed to enjoy their art? So we come to The Watchmen, the TV show, as an alternative universe, a, an alternative timeline, uh, what is it called? Like a, I guess alternative universe is fine. Is a multiverse situation, which if all the events of the Watchmen book took place, this was an alternate timeline of what happened after that. At the, yeah. At the conclusion of what people think. You know, right. if you watch the movie, what at the conclusion of that? If of you the watch the movie and you're hella confused about the um, the squid monster, that's because uh, Zack Snyder decided to not put the squid monster in, which was so fucking dumb and anticlimactic for the movie. But right. they put it back in for the sake of this show because this show was not necessarily associated with the Zack Snyder movie. The, Thank the God for that. <laughs> fucking sucks. I'm sorry. See, this is the reason why I didn't watch it when it first came out. I was like, that fucking movie. I hated that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was whack as shit. I'm like, fuck this. I don't I care. Think we're in the group chat. So we have a group chat going with all of our podcast play cousins. I think that's where it came up that we, we talked about how, no, go ahead and watch it because this is this is not associated with the movie. Yeah, yeah shout out to Brandon because he was like, no, no. It's different <laughs> than the movie. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really excited to get the chance to see what the squid monster would look like on in the show version, you know, since we didn't get to see it in the movie. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So then the way that they did that was, was the, the way that he did a little algorithm to just like shoot out baby ass squids. Well, okay. So you got two things going on here. So okay. at the, in the book, the squid monster is not an actual squid monster. It's a projection. So it's like a trick of the mm-hmm. it's it, it's destructive because they planted bombs and shit like that. But it's a it's a it's a projection, and so it appears to be a squid monster to everybody on planet, but um, it's not. It's just a projection. They blew up a whole bunch of shit and killed three million people with bombs. Blah 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 blah. Um, right. So they they held that for the show. They kept that going. But what he did do was he created this weird little 
No, it's actually still the same thing. It's still a projection, although for some reason it is physical because someone could pick it up and touch those little baby squid. Right. Like it's um, like a, but it is based off a weird algorithm that just randomly drops a whole bunch of squid babies uh, somewhere on the planet, which even he can't trace where it's going to go next because of the way he built the algorithm. But they dissolve. I would say that's still possibly a projection, but he did. they did say they dissolved. So it looked like he figured out something over the course of the many years between... Wait, when did the squid start? That's actually something I don't remember from the show. If they said that the squid started right away, or if it started after people started fucking up again, do you remember? I don't. I mean, because yeah, because I mean, I thought that it was when he left, like when when Doctor Manhattan grabbed his ass up, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but that I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because basically, the whole idea behind the original Squid Monster in the first place was it was a it was a it was a character Oz is the kind of character where it's like I'm gonna do dirt for the good of mankind but he's so arrogant and has so much hubris he just doesn't even realize that he's an actual villain and so he's like yeah I killed three million people but it was for the it was to unite the world so that the world didn't kill each other because the cold war was was about to reach its heights and we were going to go into real war so rather than kill three million people in a spread out war he kills three million people in one go and the world unites and then several years later the world is starting to not get along anymore and that's when i think he starts doing those baby squid just to remind mm-hmm. people hey the aliens could still come so they it's only a small people who know that the aliens weren't real right so it's like a tro- it's like the trolley uh uh problem from the good place he killed the three million no, wait. He just did it just to do it. He didn't do he it. Just did it just he didn't do it. Yeah. He, he didn't he do it because not really okay. that ethical of a dude. He just okay. kind of has convinced himself that he that it's for the good of mankind. But I mean, look at our wars in the past. World War II, six million Jews die. Right. So yeah, okay. Is he saying I'm going to kill three million now instead of six million in a long, drunk out battle? Maybe I don't know. He was worried about nukes, so nuclear warfare and destroying the entire planet, maybe. But he was still a piece of shit, so. Right. Hmm. What do you think, Stephanie? Um, are you talking about Dr. Manhattan? No, Oz. Oz. Oh, Oz, yeah. So, it, he's super weird. He's one of those white dudes that really... Is that your job? You can't fucking stand them because they think they're job? right and they're fucking wrong about everything. <laughs> but they're the ones that can always fix all the computers, so you have to deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he got all yeah. the smarts. He got all the smarts. Um, his biggest problem is that he's not powerful the way Dr. Manhattan is, and so I think that's why... That probably has a lot to do with why he jumped things up a notch and decided to uh, uh, right. blow he's, up part yeah, of it. Because he wanted to show that he could do at least something, but he could do it on at, on his own terms? I guess. I mean, again, is that your job? Like, all right. Is that your job? Is that your job? I mean, like, I don't want to get off topic, but that's pretty much how I feel about a lot of powerful white men. (laughs) They just make sweeping decisions for us as a human population. And we're just like, is that your job? (laughs) Right. Uh, But anyway, let's get get into how uh, Watchmen begins and then we talk about like who we love and we get into them thigh meats and the below right. the folks and all that good shit okay 
I so, just a little bit about the book just in case people hadn't read it and they don't really know where Watchmen began. Them kids don't read. <laughs> they don't read no more. Them kids don't read. So the show opens in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa. It opens up in some shit that, and I loved how they did this because I swear to God, I know all those, all the white folks that were watching HBO because you know I love HBO shows. Uh, you know I fucks, you know, and that's how I do. I, I fucks with whatever HBO put out. I start fucking with it. If I don't like it after a bit, okay. But if I, you know, I fucks with it. You feel me? And so they. Probably we're in it and we're like, okay, cool. It's going to be on, you know, comic book movie, but different and all that stuff. And then they was shown some motherfucking history that they didn't even know. Yeah. They-, they said that Google reported that it was like one of the, it was quickly the most searched event around that period of time. Like, is this real? Was basically, was, was the bombing of Black Wall Street real? Oh my God. Fake news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was like, real. No, no, that happened. I have. Like, oh, what? I really, really, really love that they incorporated that into this story, and I also I really love that it was a com- contained story that we don't need to go on further. No matter how dope the cast right. was, because I will say, the casting of this show was amazing, yeah. and you want to see all these people together again. But I don't want to see anything more from them because they closed this. Sh- little bubble of a story up so fucking clean well we're not getting a season two so mm-hmm. yeah i'm okay with that i'm like, i mean right. they said they said they might try to not do an anthology with the same people but like something like that where it's you know where it's not it's a it's a different story but in that same universe i uh, don't know how okay. i don't know how that'll work but I mean, I like the idea of, of doing this same type of thing of like, okay, so now we know what happened post the squid monster in, in Oklahoma. Uh, what's going to happen in Portland or what's going to happen in LA? Like, I, I kind of liked that they that they did it. Well, I guess I like that they also did it in a place that wasn't New York or LA, I guess. You know, the rest of the world like is that, affected yeah. by things. Uh, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, 9-11, we were on the West Coast. So... Were we impacted by 9-11 visually? Yes. Maybe some of us knew someone who was affected by it personally. Um, but mostly how we were affected on the West Coast was our airports. Mm. That was like the extent of it. But when I finally traveled to New York for the first time after 9-11, which wasn't until 2003, when they still had like full-on MPs with, you know, riot gear and gun and like, you know, big ass assault rifles and shit leading down into the subways. I was like, oh shit, 9 11 was real here. You know, like, yeah. Not to yeah. think that it wasn't real, but it, it, it hit way different when I actually got to be in New York than it did when I right. was just in Sacramento, right? And so, yeah, so it's like, it's like we, what we've talked about, like you said, is when you're in. Los Angeles and Avengers and New York is getting fucked up. Do you, I mean, yeah, you're watching it on the news, but are you really affected by that shit? I I thought that same shit. Like when, when I was watching um, Cloverfield for the first time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was oh, like, I did that too, huh? right. Cause it, it was like, okay, New York is getting fucked up. I don't care. Like there's a giant, but I really, you know what I mean? Like they'll get it by the time that motherfucker ain't going to walk all the way across America <laughs> to come to uh, you know LA, but you know. 
I mean, they it, were just dropping from the sky. I guess. I mean, you know, I, that's what I was thinking, but, you know. So I do, I like that idea. If they do just decide to do that and they just tell, you know, multiple stories in, I mean, American history, what's it called? America Horror Stories says that. They use all the same people and shit right. um, for their different stories. That's kind of cool. Uh, but, I, I mean, the casting I mean, of this was so good. The fact that they laced real-life histor- uh, historical events with the focus on how it impacted black people was like, I didn't expect that. Right. Like I, when it came into it and I was like, you know, I, I knew about the, the black Wall street shit, but I, I didn't for at at first I was like, well, well shit, like how are they going to make this a part of that universe? You Mm -hmm. know? And it fucking worked overall. It really, really worked. And it was like, you know, they, they, they went to, this is something that America doesn't, this is something that white people, some white people keep in their fucking closets and don't want anybody to know about it, even if they're, you know, woke as of right now, or, you know, uh, you know, at least, you know, not a, not as bad as they used to be, or as, you know what I mean? But they keep it, metaphorically, they keep it in the closet, kind of like how Judd had that, that KKK, um, outfit in his fucking closet you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like it was like real shit that america keeps in its closet you know that's like shit we did that uh maybe we're better now but kind of not that's why we keep that in our back pocket type shit you know it was it was it was a trip how that all came together yeah because i think it's really interesting Mm -hmm. about this whole idea like oh my god we got to keep racism in the closet because i think that's one thing that white america really has to um, reconciled with is that mm-hmm. you probably have at least one person in your family that was either in the clan or pure racist and not you know being stealth with it right. so that's something that you have to realize it's like that's probably in your family and there are a lot of white people going oh no not my family it's like so also, you like, don't why do know you that. Need that you know like why do you need to to think that you never had a racist relative right. like oh shit i'm fucking black and I know I had some of that shit in there in my <laughs> white side, you know what I mean? Because I mean, obviously I'm mixed, but I'm saying like I wouldn't. I, I'm just saying it plainly. Probably, you feel me? Probably. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, it's weird how they how some people try to like. Oh no, to... not me, because they're like mm-hmm. they want to be. No, 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 no. I I would never. I'm like you personally, but your pawpaw, I don't know, and I don't your know pawpaw. him. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. if you call like, your pawpaw pawpaw. Yes. I'm saying it's like yo, Papa might not like the darks or the coloreds. He might say colored, okay? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've, I don't, I've I don't heard know what people yeah. need it that bad. Like, listen, I mean, my both my grandfathers on my dad's side of the family, his British grandfather and his, and um his black grandfather were both con men. Okay, I come from con men. I know it. That's I'm not going to sit here be like i wasn't these people i wasn't related to like that their responsible how they live their life was their responsibility how i live my life is my responsibility now what i can do is any of those things that i was raised around the biases and stuff like that that i grew up with that i didn't maybe identify until i was an adult start correcting that shit you know i mean i'm part japanese japanese and koreans they got not a very good relationship and there's a lot of times when my grandma would be upset about koreans and i some of that got in there without me realizing it until i got older and i was like wait i ain't got a problem with koreans but 
it got in there because you know you would say random shit like un, you know ignorant stuff because you were brought up with people who thought this way right. you gotta that's how you fix it you don't say it never happened you say this shit happened i've learned i'm going to do something different yeah it's always like that like it's at my generation is where it ends right, right. i'll do what i can because i recognize that shit was bad and my generation will do what it can to make sure that it fucking ends here. And that's what the with the show, it looked like it was like it was one of those things where it was like, I know, I know I'm supposed to make it end with my generation, <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and just hide that in the closet and keep doing that work, you know, right, right. while pretending to be so like you know it's wrong. If you hide it, well, no, that's not hundred percent true because sometimes you hide it for safety, but that's not a, that's a hateful situation, not a, you know, protecting yourself situation. In their case, they're hiding hate mm -hmm. just so they can exist or whatever. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to go down that path thinking about like being in the closet as a gay kid would be like, yeah, okay. Stay in the closet however long you need to for safety. I didn't right. want to make those, I didn't want to make that comparison. So. <laughs> right. It sucks that, that a closet is allegory for a lot of different, a lot of different things. You know what yeah. I mean? And honestly, like, I, I, I don't want to speak for all of us, but I would much rather racism be outward so that I understand who to avoid and who to trust and things like that. Because there's nothing more disappointing than, let's say, having a coworker that you really get along with. And then when she doesn't know, you can't hear her. Right. <laughs> and you hear her. And then you're like, shit, I really liked Karen. Yeah. You know, fuck Karen. Fuck Karen. Right. I mean, and it sucks. It it, it really does. It really sucks. Yeah, I and would. You, I you would know. rather do it up, up front. I mean, I obviously I don't want to get beat but up I, or harmed or anything like that. But I want right. to know, like, heads up display, something. Just be, da, 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 racist. Okay, good. Gonna avoid that friend, that work friend. Right. You know, the whatever. The bad part it is. about that is, is that even the folks that are stealth, they'll let it leak out, and you're like, oh. Right. Mm -hmm. You're oh, okay. So for You're me, stupid. it's like, yeah, it's like the people who are outright racist, it's so easy to see them. Like the folks that are at the like the Trump rallies who are like mm -hmm. saying the stuff flat out. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see you clearly. The yeah. ones that I want to know about are the ones that hide it. Or Those act like they're not racist. People. I'm like, they're mm -hmm. to me, they're more dangerous than people who would run over oh, like a group are. of people in a in a car because they're going to the be crowd. the policy makers that make policies yeah. that affect they're making policy week. right now yeah those, those are the ones uh like, those no, are the ones dangerous. that are going to hire up their incompetent white counterparts instead of hiring qualified people of color you know the the it's they're the re there's the they're the reason it perpetuates as long as it is right as long as it goes down um so i think I mean, I think Watchmen dealt with racism and, and different aspects of racism really well. Uh, obviously, they weren't going to solve any problems or anything like that. But I think they did it as realistically as I feel I have seen on a TV show. Do you all yeah. think? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think it felt it worked with it um, because it kept bringing it up. What about this way? Um, you know, a person that you think is an ally but in the in, in in you know in the grand scheme of things, that motherfucker's doing the shit behind you know behind the scenes. He's and how working... painful it is to mourn that person while right. also having to reconcile what you found out about them after they're dead and you can't even confront them. Right. And then and then a motherfucker that's supposed to come to deal with that shit 
like that white motherfucker, uh, uh, the senator the, guy, the senator guy, right? And that's that's the people that are the stealthy people. That's the people that are mm-hmm. working and doing, you know, legislative stuff that you don't even know that they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's messing shit up for generations to come, you know. Um, and you think because at the starting, I thought that motherfucker was coming in here, you know, going to help us. Uh, I mean, help us. Like, I'm gonna call. The, that, I'm gonna start calling that Bidening because Bidening. Oh Biden wow! Biden, Biden had us for a minute. Table. Biden had us for a minute with his cute little relationship with Obama and stuff like that, and you're just like, oh, I got you know, I'm in love with this little bromance that they got. Uh, well, true T, he still got people. There's still like, if you look oh, at the yeah. polls, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, wow. I'm yeah. like, there's still people who are like. Because of his Obama equity, they still trust him more than anybody else out there. Yeah, I mean, it gets it's it's weird, right? Like, what what penetrates you to make you change on somebody? Like, I I forgot or didn't know, didn't remember, was a little bit too young for some of the stuff the Biden would participated in in the late eighties, early nineties. I started to wake up to politics in the early nineties, uh, but Biden wasn't on my radar, so. Is there some ignorance with me as he became vice president and he develops this relationship with Obama? Yeah. Did I start looking him up beyond what he did with Obama? No, I didn't. So I just kind of liked him. Right. And then once he starts running, he starts revealing himself. It's like, oh, shit. I stayed in that ignorant bubble for way too long. I should have been looking. I should have been checking on someone I liked, you know, just in case. Um, but now that it's there i can't un i can't unknow it and so my feelings of him have shifted quite a bit that being said when we come into the point of having to vote if he ends up being the candidate it is what it is i mean then we're back into that lesser of the two evils which is why i think the two, the two party system is terrible but you know i mean lesser of two evils i mean yeah, yeah. i guess i mean cuz if you think about it that's that's a lot lesser, but it is there. Yeah, I mean, because you're gonna deal with some severe problems. Like, look, Clinton in the '90s, three strikes. Wow. Right, right. There was some shit. That, I mean, Clinton was supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be the dude who's like, oh, look, our first black president. Right. And then, if you think about, I mean, if you look at it, the shit that he was doing, he's he started a lot of shit that fucked us up for a long time. The yeah. institutional race, you know, the uh. uh I mean, just the the industrial complex of going from high school to the to the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That type of shit. You know, the I war f- on drugs was the straight his straight shit. You feel me? Yeah. I feel like Watchmen did all this, like brought all this stuff up, and you know, when you grow up in the '80s, we're all fairly around the same age. I mean, we're a bit older than you, Stephanie, but we're all within the same pocket. You know, we grew up with Reagan and. Um, uh, what what was it? Uh, just say no, dare. You yeah, know, we, dare. we had to Reaganomics. Go- it's we're still working our way out of Reaganomics, and that's yeah. from the eighties. And that's mm-hmm. from the eighties. And that's the thing is, a lot of things that happen now don't really start to trickle out. I didn't even mean to use trickle, totally <laughs> accidental, but like con- trickle down theory that was introduced during Reagan. That's that's a real thing. Like we start to see that stuff trickle out. 20, 15, 20, 25 years after someone's run, you're being impacted. You're constantly being impacted by policies that were enacted in your parents' generation. Um, The stuff that's happening now, like we see some major bad right now, but what is the fallout of this going to be 20 years from now? I mean, when he was elected, I really felt like 
45 was going to be the last person that was going to be considered an American president because I thought he was going to blow the shit up in the first month. Instead, he's prolonged, blown multiple shit up over, you know, the, the whole four years or whatever. But, like, who knows how bad this is going to be for, like, your kid's generation and stuff like that. Mm, mm, mm. Right, right. It's terrifying. But let's, it was interesting okay. to watch him because it brought a lot of that stuff up. It, like, right. it made my adult mind now aware of what I kind of understood as a kid in the eighties, right? Because a lot of the, cause the Watchmen is based in the eighties and you know, things like that. So you're, you're getting a lot, or at least the book. So you're getting a lot of like what they did in the eighties mm-hmm. in the Watchmen book. And here's 20 years later, 30 years later, what's happening now because of those things. Like it was, I think that they did a really good job of kind of making, well, me aware of how the things that I grew up, with impact me now as an adult that I didn't have an awareness for because I was too young to be following politics, you know, Mm. in the eighties. I thought they did a really good job. Um, Regina, can we have a Regina King appreciation? Come on, Thamies. Bruh. Oh my gosh. We didn't, we don't celebrate arms enough in this world. And God damn, she is a hundred percent. I like everything about Regina King. She's been amazing. doing her shit, and she's been doing her shit since 227. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She's so good. She's so intense and, like, smoldering intensity where she's just, like, you know that at any moment, if she goes off, it's going to be your worst nightmare. But right now, she's just seething. Oh, she does that so good. She does that so good. Yeah, and, so much. dude, and when, and when she's, and when she did that, that, where was it when um when what's the name got killed that one part when he was like well you know hey i was supposed to be you know what i mean like when he just looked at her and was like this is supposed to happen because she was like we won we did that shit we killed all these motherfuckers and he looked at her and was like no i was supposed to do this shit and then that's when the dude shot him with the little sucker upper thing mm-hmm. and her fucking scream yeah. where she said oh my god i I ha- it was like it hit me so hard. I played it again, and that shit hit me the same. I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" Like, how do you? I mean, I get right. I get that you you like put yourself in that, but like, oh like, my! Where did god. you even dig from to pull that out? Like, what real life thing gave you that set of emotions so right. they deliver that? Fuck! Like, yeah. I want to hug her for some shit. <laughs> I don't know what has gone on in her life. Shit, yeah, like, she's wow. so amazing. She looked great in that outfit. I never wanted a a fucking full length hoodie leather coat so much in my life. <laughs> right? Oh, so good. I want yeah. it. <laughs> Did you have a tweet, Stephanie? I'm trying to remember. It was like right around the first time you start watching it. You're like, so we just paint our face. <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought she had on a mask. I was like, oh, shoot, we're, we're painting our face. Oh, okay, okay. I literally thought it was a, I thought it was a mask. I'm like, oh, shit, she paints our face every day? Girl, yeah, was, what is your skin true. routine? <laughs> I was like, oh, because I thought it was a mask. I'm like, well, shit, why are we doing all this? She had such amazing moments. I really love, okay, there was a moment when she, after she had taken all the nostalgia and she was in her grandfather's memories 
she did this. Oh, there were so many moments that were like this. We're like when she's sitting there across from her grandmother and they're in love or whatever. And she kind of would do a face that you would feel like she's feeling the emotions that her grandfather, like she just delivered living in the body of her grandfather so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh gosh, I'm trying to think of specific. There was just moments when I would pause it and look at Tree and be like, oh my God, like that shit right there was amazing. You know, these little subtle things that she would do, maybe even to mimic the actor a little bit. I don't know, but she just, oh, she's so amazing. Oh, and the eye movement. Oh, I really love this eye movement too. So, you know, when she, as her grandfather bursts through that glass window and they freeze it and then they go around around her. So that's meant to mimic the opening scene of the Watchmen book, which is what happens to the comedian. Mm -hmm, goes through a glass window or whatever and her eye moves from one like uh trying to avoid something or the eye something like that she and it subtly moves to a different direction and it was so clean like oh it was just i don't know i i felt i don't know i just got all kind of crazy about the way her eyes were moving and what she was paying mm-hmm. attention to in moments she she just fucking delivered the shit out of that performance i can't even yeah I've always appreciated her. I don't think I ever appreciated her nearly as much as I did this whole series. Yeah. And then, I mean, how... And it was beautiful. Like, it was just beautifully shot. And the colors and all that type of shit. It was was nice, man. Yeah. I had so many questions about them white kids at first. Because one of them looks mixed and the rest of them looked white. And I was like... (laughs) Right. I was like, why do you got these white children? We gotta have our radar up, and I was like, the little brown one. I was like, all right, she must have a white husband. And then we go home to Black Manta, and I was like, "Uh." (laughs) yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Black Manta. Mm. Oh my goodness! Thank goodness. (laughs) Yum. Thank goodness he did the Watchmen, because he was not on my fucking radar after Black Manta. Yeah, he wasn't. You was uh, you was off him for a while. I, but man, he fucking delivers as Dr. Man. That like detached, not in the moment, in the moment thing is so, he did it so well. And I think he did it way better than um, Homeboy did in the movie. Why can't I think of that name? Was it Justin No, the one that did it in the movie, I forget what that dude Billy Crudup. That... Billy Crudup. Yep. Yeah, Billy Crudup. Yeah, yeah. He did a good job. I think he did a good job. But I'm glad he didn't show us his dick. It would have been more exciting. No, he did. He did. It was just above the fold. I remember him wearing them little underwear. He did wear the underwear because that's part of the character. Like the basically in the book, everybody's like, We're trying to see in your blue dick. And and he's like, Uh, I don't know what you want me to do about it. I'm not gonna wear clothes. And they're like, Can't you just wear these special panties? And he's like, Okay, fine, I'll wear these special panties. But in the movie, they didn't really get into that. They didn't really have that scene about like, you know, you can't just be showing your blue dick in front of babies and stuff like that. They didn't really do that in the movie. But they did. He when he when he turns into Dr. Manhattan and the thing explodes and he he like slides out. He there was a dick shot for that. It's just like I said, above. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was obviously not memorable enough. Clearly. Because I'm like, girl, you are digging in the crates with this. I'm like, I don't <laughs> care. I appreciate about Watchmen in its two incarnations, uh, visual incarnations, is that they actually did show dick because 
Not because I'm out here craving to see it. I'm just saying how many titties I got to see and how many pussies I got to see without any kind of, you know, like this is America. This is how it works. Whereas I can watch anything in any other country almost and see everybody. Um, But we're so puritanical here. It's like you got to show titties, but you can't show a dick. Like, come on. Um, And you ever watch Oz? The the um, prison one the show that was on yeah the uh, show that was on HBO. I I I've seen a couple episodes. Of Girl, they watch that Jay show. Gonzo. Girl, oh, yes, excuse me. Was that HBO also? Yes, because yeah. the guy who played Stable on SVU was on Oz, and he goes yeah. full frontal. I said, yeah, Chris um, Stable. Yeah. Come on, Chris Maloney, the best ass yeah. on television. He really does have a good ass too. <laughs> It's like, man, you still full frontal. You see, you see a whole bunch of ass. You see a whole bunch of dick. It's like, that's the first. And that's what I was saying is that that's the first time that it was just like, all right, I guess dicks is the same as you know what I mean. You know, this is this is HBO, so I'm gonna see some titties. Yeah, I mean, but then it was like, oh, or some of the other shows where there was a lot of nudity. Like I'm, I I'm aware that there has been dicks on HBO. Great, you know what I'm saying. Whatever, but. Like America is so terrified of showing us dicks that the fact that not only did we get to see dicks in this, mm-hmm. we got to. I, it made me realize I hadn't seen a black dick on regular TV ever. Right, right. Well, you're never you're never gonna see no dick on NBC. So not on a regular. Well, well, I, yeah, no I mean, big cock on NBC. I got it. <laughs> but like even on cable, like even on any kind of cable, like there's I, there have been shows where you have seen nudity, full nudity, whatever, men and women, in random bits here and they're usually heavier on the women's side. But when I saw Black Manta in all his glory below the fold, I was like, oh. They've never put black dick on re- on cable before, like that I could remember. Right. Wait a minute, they had black they had black dick on Oz. On Oz, they do, but she ain't know about that. Yeah, I, I didn't hey, know. there you go. This is why you should know. That's okay. it. Google yeah. where I see black dick on television, not on Pornhub, and I want I want to know what you got. I was just like I was just like oh like they're that like they're that intimidating because if I mean if you're gonna compete against like I said above the fold and below the fold. That's gonna hurt some feelings. <laughs> some feelings are gonna get hurt. Right. <laughs> I was pretty surprised because I I asked the whole time like once I realized who Doctor Manhattan was gonna be, um, like it hadn't been revealed yet, but I was like, oh okay, this is what's coming. I was like, oh, I bet you they're gonna stick them in the panties because there's no way they're gonna show this. There's right. no way they're gonna show his beans. <laughs> like, this is, so. And he wasn't blue is- neither. Excuse me, this is HBO. They had Cersei walking down butt-ass naked. <laughs> yeah. Dick. <laughs> dick. Show the dick. Yes. I would love to see Regina's tits. That's, that's, that's the STD you want, huh? Show the dick. Show the dick. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's the only one I want. But I'm saying, okay, is this weird? But I really wanted to see Regina. But I get why she didn't. I respect I don't her think, for not doing yeah, it. I'm trying to think, have we ever seen her in anything? I don't think so. I think that's not in her contract, which that's is totally fine, by the way. No, yeah, I'm fine too. But what I'm but saying is, if don't you're say I, don't say I wouldn't want to motorboat you. I'm just saying. Yeah, if you're gonna show female nudity, you better be willing to show male nudity, because otherwise, fuck you. It's not that. Like, what are we no, scared of? You. Like, what are we scared of? It's just we all got parts. 
you know who cares yeah. it's i mean when you go to paris and you're on the subway you'll see a yogurt ad and it's a a person just butt-ass naked on the yogurt ad you don't know why the butt-ass naked person is advertising for yogurt they just are and you kids walk past it no one's covering their eyes it's just like that's just it it's just a thing yeah. fine yeah. they can do it we could do it too it's fine yeah i mean it is what it is i mean it's out there i'm glad they they showed you i'm glad y'all was able to but i, I all i know is is motherfuckers was feelings was hurt though <laughs> because <laughs> i know they was like all right all right i got past all that racial shit it ain't never happened i'm gonna get through this fucking show and all of a sudden they were like god damn it they showed the negro dick <laughs> and it's yeah. oh man and he covered their white wives eyes and shit you know that oh my goodness <laughs> it was a bit like I mean, I know when we kind of review, we just kind of go off on a on a tangent. But I will I will definitely say, like, I think they did an amazing job. I feel like there was definitely more than one black writer in the room. Like there were black moments that felt black as fuck. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was happy to see Louis Gossett Jr. Not gonna lie, I love I like seeing him. Yeah. I love how cold blooded some of the stuff was too. Like even on the side of the good guys, like sometimes you gotta do some cold blooded shit to defeat an enemy and they yeah. did some cold blooded shit. Like I just really And they had some weird shit, like there was some shit like when like the whole planet that he was at and then the babies he would go get them and oh. put them in the machine and shit. And that was just like Despicable. That was shit that was weird, bruh. Yeah, I, I think they did a good job. Uh, one thing I do want to say before we, we change channels on this thing <laughs> is um, the fact that they turned Hooded Justice into a black man. So fucking dope. Right. So he right. Wh- he's not a black man? Oh, okay. So he, he's not explicitly identified. Yeah. Like, you never get to see him in the book. But uh, you see his uniform or whatever. You never get to find out or whatever. But, like, you, I don't... It reads like a white man. In, in right. A, in a, right. It, it reads like a white man. Uh, oh. So for them to do that, would it make so much fucking sense? Like a noose. At, like I, I, when a hero adopts some sort of thing that has to do with whatever oppressed or persecuted them or what brought him to his herodom in his costume, I think that is pretty amazing. Um, and the fact that he was. You know, the hood was thrown on him and the noose was put around his neck and then he continued to wear that as the reminder of why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. I think that was amazing. Um, turning uh, turning him gay. See, now it's been a while since I've read the book, so I don't remember if Hooded Justice was gay. I know there's gay shit in the book, but I don't remember mm-hmm. if Hooded Justice was. Hey, I'm all for it. I was like, you better chop them cakes to smithereens. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes! I was like, ooh! But I love how they did it because imagine the dynamic of not only being a homosexual, but also being an interracial relationship. And then on top of it, the dude you're messing with ends up also being one of those subtly racist people that you're just like, oh, I should have watched out for you, but I didn't. Like, Mm -hmm. they just stacked all the things, like all those insecurities that I think I would have entering in some of my relationships. Like, if I were... So Tree is different. I mean, I know he's he's half white and he was raised by white people, but he grew up around us. So like there's very few moments where I feel like I need to pause and explain a situation to him. 
Um, it, not that it hasn't happened. It has. He he grew up white, but um, but for the most part, because of his immersion, <laughs> it doesn't come up as often. But if I ended up dating some random white person out in the world, which I've never done before. I wouldn't, I would, it would be so hard for me to get to the point of relationship because I'd be so concerned about when is your racism going to surface that I don't think I would cross that threshold very easy for me, the way that I, um, which is why I tend to be involved with people of color. And Tristan was the first person that was mostly, well, I mean, he's mixed, but he didn't grow up mixed. So like mostly white, like I, he's the first person like that in my life or whatever so Mm -hmm. seeing that played out in that thing was all my shit like all of my shit balled up into one scene was i finally get this moment of freedom to be myself with this person and and hopefully find love and then bam we're not compatible on this very fundamental thing you don't see my humanity right Right. It it was a big deal to me that's i mean yeah i um I appreciate it. I appreciated who they had in that writer's room. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they have always said that. Yeah, I think they did a really, really good job. Because um, we talk about it, Stephanie, we've talked about um, before, like on um, Blackish and stuff like that. They're mixed moments on Blackish. There's times when it's like, oh, we wouldn't we wouldn't do that. Like, we wouldn't react that way or something like that. Right. Um, or, you know, I know we're not a monolith, but there's some moments that don't ring true. Uh, or that a that a mixed person wouldn't necessarily go straight to their white dad to find out how they feel about something. You know, are you talking about blackish or mixedish? Blackish before they got to mixedish, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, which is why I was anticipating mis- mixedish with so much like ah, just in case it's not good uh, because right. the way they handle mixed moments on blackish, um, I think they're doing fine on mixedish. There's been only been a few things that have bothered me. Um, mostly that it was the black kids that were like what are you i was like oh that doesn't happen like that or at least it never happened to me like that so (laughs) it's like that's what white people say black people say what you got mixed up inside you white people right we add just what you mix with yeah so that like that moment didn't feel genuine but you know it could happen i'm not saying it couldn't happen so uh so like to have something like that play out and watch and watchmen where it like dealt with a lot of these things um i felt like real people who have those experiences or have exposure to those experiences were writing. Um, whether it was the racism stuff, the Southern racism versus any other kind of racism, um, you know, the sexuality, all that kind of stuff. I felt like there was real genuine people from those communities in that writing room. Right. So, I mean, and, and, and we've said that, you know, we need to have a, a realness person in there. And it looked like there was somebody that said, look, does that sound good? Or does that, does that ring true? Does that come off as contrived or, you know what I mean? Or. Cause uh, we always see when a white, when a predominantly white, white cast and they're one black person, the black person doesn't ring true to any of us. Even if the actor does their best <laughs> to try to like, all right, I'm going to take the best of the material I have to deliver. You know, there's mm-hmm. times when it's just like, somebody needs to take the temperature in the room and be like, does anybody know <laughs> that this Are you is talking about like in general? In general, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that's why Watchmen was so great because there was not that I can remember, and of course now it's been, you know, a couple months since we watched it. There's not there wasn't moments that stood out where I was just like, 
oh, that was a straight white dude writing for a gay black man. You know, like, <laughs> right, right, I didn't right. feel that at any moment. Um, where I've genuinely felt that in almost any other thing that I've consumed where it has been a predominantly white and male writing group. Hey y'all, it's your girl Charmaine, aka Mixed Girl Maine, jumping on at the end of this episode just to let you know that we ended up talking for a really long time for this recording, so we're going to split that up into two. This part you just heard was our discussion about The Watchmen, and we were joined by Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast, and we will continue on this conversation next week as we go on to talk about The Good Place still with Stephanie. If you're not familiar with Stephanie, you should be because she's been on this show before, but she's also one of my favorite ass people in the world. So if you're not following her already, please go to Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and follow her at Mocha Minutes and download, subscribe, rate and review her podcast, the Mocha Minutes podcast, because she's dope and she does dope shit. And we'll be back next week with a part two of this conversation between Blur Vision, myself, and Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Peace, y'all. Mommy made me mash my m and Blurred Comics is a Maine Hustle Media podcast, co-hosted by Mixed Girl Maine and Blurred Vision, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. If you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Maine Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.